1: What's up, gentle listeners, and thank you so much for tuning in for another episode of BGN Radio Special. I am your host, Rachelle Privet, and this episode is brought to you by SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. It is Super Bowl week, and I told you guys we were going to have a ton of content lined up for you guys each and every day. And on today's episode, I am joined by a a very special guest, four-time pro bowler and former Philadelphia Eagles quarterback, Jeff Garcia. What's up Jeff? Happy Super Bowl week. How are you feeling going into this game? Like, you know, it's gonna be really, really exciting for both your former Philadelphia Eagles team heading up against Andy Reid and the Kansas City Chiefs. And so just what are your thoughts ahead of this matchup?
2: I mean, Philadelphia has been outstanding all year long. And when they've been healthy, they've been unbeatable. And uh, they really have something special put together there in Philly. I mean, with the way Jalen Hurts runs the offense, the way the defense gets after the quarterback, Nick Seriani, the head coach has done an outstanding job of bringing uh, this group of talent together, really believing in themselves, believing in each other, the way the offensive line just controls the line of scrimmage. I mean, what they did against the San Francisco 49ers and that all-star defensive line of the Niners last week was, or two weeks ago was, uh, was amazing. I mean, they just really showed their, their, their strength and their uh, togetherness and how they blocked and combo blocked and, you know, just everything that this team is about represents the city of Philly. I mean, just blue collar, tough, hard nosed, physical, get after you. Um, It's really been a lot of fun to watch, and uh, they've just done an outstanding job going up against the former Eagle uh, God himself in so many ways with Andy Reid now in Kansas City and doing such a great job with the Chiefs and what they can do with Mahomes and that whole cast of characters out there. It's going to be a great game. It's going to be a really good football game. I'm excited about it. I mean, when you look at team strengths, I don't see much of a weakness with Philly. I mean, they're strong throughout. And, uh, you know, that might be their edge, their defensive ability to get after after the quarterback, what they can do on the back end from a coverage standpoint. That might be their advantage going
1: into this game. I agree 100%. You know, the fact that this Philadelphia Eagles pass rush has, what, 75 sacks, you know, pushing at 80. That's very, very impressive. They've been dominant all year. But another part of this game that is going to be very, very interesting is paying attention to the Eagles offense. I mean, if you look at the offense, they're multi-dimensional. And so it's so important to have you know, run game and a pass attack that's just, you know, lethal pretty much. And so how important would you say that is going into this matchup? And what are you expecting to see from the birds?
2: Absolutely. I mean, I think the balance is important when you can run the football effectively. Now you create opportunities with Jalen in the RPOs, the run pass options, being able to get on the edge. And then with AJ Brown, with Smith, with all these cast of like just outstanding weapons at your disposal uh it's really difficult to focus in on just one area of this team you have multi-dimensional weapons that can beat you can beat you through the ground can beat you through the air the quarterback can extend plays he can beat you inside the pocket outside the pocket i mean in a lot of ways there's some mirror imagery going on here with what KC brings offensively and what Philly brings offensively. There's a lot of similarities in that way, but that ground game that Philly has, that's such an important factor to not allow that pass rush from KC to pin their ears back, knowing that, Hey, Jalen's going to be setting up in the pocket five to seven yards deep. No, we got to worry about this rushing attack. We have to worry about, the bootlegs, the RPOs, all these different things that they can do offensively, it really uh, poses tremendous challenges for a defense.
1: One of the bigger storylines going into this game, there's so many, but one of the ones that I'm focusing on is Jalen Hurst. And if he wins, what this win will mean for dual threat quarterbacks to come And you were considered a mobile quarterback during your time. Can you just talk to me about how the game has evolved and just what you've seen over these years and where you think it's going?
2: I love where the game has come to because that was really my game. I mean, I was, I think, a little bit ahead of my time. A handful of us quarterbacks that could play inside and outside the pocket and what they've been able to do and really looking at the college game. And how the college game has evolved and how that's had an impact on the nfl and quarterbacks these days i mean the training that is involved and i and i know it because i trained junior high and high school quarterbacks for years out here in san diego and these kids are getting trained at such an early age i never saw that i never saw that when it was football season i was playing and practicing football When it was basketball season, I was playing basketball. When it was baseball season, same thing. I was on to baseball. I didn't have a private coach, a private trainer. Well, that's what these kids have nowadays. They're starting at such a young age. Their talent level is so much further ahead. And their understanding of the game, even if it's just playing Madden on on Xbox or PlayStation, they are seeing live coverage. they're understanding players and schemes and all those things that are almost like film study for these kids. So they're growing up in a way around football that is completely different. And it's it's allowing them to flourish so much more in developing their abilities. Mm-hmm. First of all, being more athletic. Um, a more athletic player is being asked to play that position because of all the skill set. And the ability he brings to extend plays when plays break down, which 60% or more of the time pass plays don't work the way you draw them up to work. And you got to be able to now either get through that progression to your fourth or fifth read or extend the play by pushing the line of scrimmage, getting outside the pocket, all those things. And today's quarterback, has to be able to do that it's just a different type of player the defense is so darn fast the defense alignment are as fast as running backs i mean these 290 plus pound guys can run four 540s it's ridiculous and you know the players have gotten better the quarterback position has had to evolve into a more athletic player but their mental ability to grasp the game has evolved as well. I mean, these guys are special. These guys are really special as to what they're able to do mentally and then apply it physically because you can't just be an athlete back there and be successful. You have to know what you're doing. You have to mentally filter through all of the decision-making that has to be processed within a couple seconds, make the right decision and then be accurate with whatever that decision is. So. You know, I give Hurts just a tremendous amount of credit. I remember watching him at Alabama. Never thought that he would evolve to be the quarterback that he has turned into. And really that year in Oklahoma probably was the best thing that ever happened to him in developing more as a quarterback and not just as an athlete on the field. And uh, he's really taken it to another level now with Philly.
1: You have a little bit of something in common when it comes to Jalen Hurts. When you first got signed with the San Francisco 49ers, you had some doubters. And then you also got signed in 2006 with the Philadelphia Eagles. Andy Reid decided to, you know, start you over A.J. Feely. And a lot of Eagles fans were pretty vocal about how they wanted Feely to start over you. And so how did you all not allow all of the negative talk, all of the criticism to weigh on you, but rather motivate you to have what a lot of people would say was an unexpected miracle season?
2: Sure. I mean, I utilize that negativity to ignite my fire. You know, I've been used to being doubted throughout my life. I mean, it just is the background that I come from, uh, whether it was my skill set or my size or whatever it may be. I wasn't recruited coming out of high school. I wasn't drafted coming out of the NFL. I had to go to the Canadian Football League. So I've always been in a position where I've had to prove myself. And opportunities in life are rare. And if you're not prepared for that opportunity uh, to take advantage of it, you're going to miss out. And you're going to have to go now another route more than likely. And for me, it's really been about the opportunities when they present themselves to be ready to strike. And I know I felt that heat from Eagle fans on the first game I started in Philly on a Monday night game against the Carolina Panthers and i went down at one moment the wind got knocked out of me i'm rolling around in pain trying to get my breath grasp for air and aj feely gets to warm gets up to warm up on the sideline and the fans go crazy and believe me it pissed me off it really pissed me off and you know that the rest of that game we end up winning that football game but i had a I had a hate you mentality playing through the rest of that game. And it really was one of those things where I learned through my life. I was mature enough. I had been around long enough to know that there are going to be doubters. And I can't allow that to discourage me, but more so encourage me to prove them wrong. And that night was all about proving them wrong. And then we went on a three game road streak against the NFC East and we beat their asses (laughs) up and down the field and came back came back home and next thing you know my t-shirts on the rocky statue and uh i had earned the respect just being that blue collar gritty tough um persevering type of guy on the field i earned their respect and praise and you know i look forward to going back to Philly one of these days and being able to watch a game amongst them and just enjoy the experience. But uh, that experience in Philly in 2006 ended up being a great one for me.
1: I wanna to touch on someone who you're familiar with, of course, Andy Reid. And he's been credited for helping to develop a lot of quarterbacks like Donovan McNabb, Michael Vick, and even Brett Favre. And so during your time working with him, playing for him, What is something you just remember most about this coach who was considered a genius and what makes him so great?
2: Yeah, you know, he's just so even keel, you know. There's no, like, roller coaster of emotion when it comes to Andy. Actually, I think you see him smile more now than we ever saw him smiling during the early 2000s, but just really uh, a genius on how to attack down the field. Him and Marty Morningway, who was the offense coordinator – for a long time under Andy Reed, especially there in Philly, uh, they just did a great job of creating uh, plays that could attack down the field, big strikes and, uh, you know, utilizing the West Coast system, which was what I was familiar with and which he was utilizing, but putting his own spin on it. You know, I came out of Steve Mariucci's system, which Steve and Andy were together at one time in Green Bay under Holmgren, and so they all kind of came out of that same tree, but each coach evolved their system differently, and I think just with what Andy Reid was able to do, even though he looks like the big offensive lineman kind of guy, and you think he'd want to pound the ball and run it, that guy likes to strike big and strike down the field, and you see it with Mahomes in Kansas City, you saw it with Donovan and with us playing in Philly, I mean, they do a great job. He does a great job of scheming, of creating, of of giving players opportunities to make big plays down the field.
1: All right, two more questions. You spent 11 seasons in the league. Which season would you say brought you the most joy? There were
2: probably two seasons, and uh, it was – one season with the 49ers. Obviously, growing up in the Bay Area, I grew up a San Francisco 49er fan. Being able to play for the Niners was a, a childhood dream come true in a lot of ways. But I think it was the 2002 season with the 49ers when we won the NFC West. We beat the Giants in the wild card game where it was a 24 point comeback. And uh, that was a very memorable season for me. And then obviously the 2006 season in Philly, because I've gotten to a point in the national football league. I'd gone to a couple teams prior to going to Philly, Cleveland, and Detroit, and they were tough years. Those were years that can really wear on you as a player. And you start to look at yourself and you start to reevaluate yourself and you start to ask those questions. Is it me? Is it the organization? Is it the team? What is it? And as we all know, and have seen, with Cleveland Detroit, many years of struggle. And so you can't take it personally, but that was tough to go through. And so I wanted to go to an organization that had a chance to win. And Philly had come off of a Super Bowl uh, game two seasons prior, after the 2004 season. They had been in NFC championship games. Andy was consistently the head coach there. They had consistency with the GM head coach. And that was important to me. I wanted to go to an organization that had continuity consistency that had a chance to win, even if it meant that I was going to sacrifice the chance to start on the field. And that was a difficult pill to swallow because I felt like I was still a starter that I could still contribute, but I had to, uh, really look at what was going to make me more happy. Um, continuing to go through experiences with teams that are struggling and trying to be the difference maker, but not being that guy or go to a team that you have the weapons around you, you have the situation around you, that's going to potentially allow you to have that success. And so when I went to Philly and was backing up Donovan, I tried to push him as much as I could to better help him better himself. And I never took it as I was a backup. I, I told Andy, I told the backups hey we're not we're not uh we're not the second stringers we're 1a we're like a play away from being on the field there's the starters and then we're 1a okay so we need to approach it that way we need to compete we need to battle our tails off we need to help those guys in front of us get better and also be prepared ourselves if that opportunity strikes we're ready for it and unfortunately for donovan he got injured that year i stepped onto the field you know, a lot of the fans thought the season was over. We were five and five at the time. My first start was against the Super Bowl winners that year, Indy, in Indy, and we lost to them. And uh, so five and six coming home, fans thought season's done. We're we're over, you know, and then we turn it around. We end up winning the NFC East division and then beating the Giants in the first round and damn near beating the Saints in the second round. That was a very fulfilling year for me and 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 one of great excitement especially in front of those fans in philly
1: i love that and the listeners will want to know they need to know what's your score prediction for the super bowl 57
2: man i think uh offenses are gonna somehow find a way to rule the day i mean as much as i love for philly to find a way to stop Mahomes, not many people do that but they can slow them down a little bit i think it's going to be a 34 to 27 type of game it's going to come down to uh the last quarter the last few minutes of the fourth quarter and hey eagles they're gonna pull it out
1: thank you so much for your time i appreciate talking with you you got it thank you go
2: eagles